episode 82 with Mike Sampson, Colin McMichael, Tom Dunn, Paul Clancy, and the man himself, Kyle Pollitt. Let's do it. Stay tuned, stay tuned. I left it up again. 82, 83. What episode? 82 is this, John. How are you, my man? I'm good, brother. How you doing today, man? Not bad. Hanging in there. What day is it? Tuesday? Tuesday today. Tuesday. Canada Day tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Day. Happy Canada Day in advance. Yeah, we all needed a holiday since it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very true. Happy, happy Canada Day. Yeah, it's yeah. A celebration is kind of needed. It's been an absolute shit of a year. So um, anyway, thanks to our sponsors out there at Maritime Madness. Make sure you check them out. Uh, fantastic sponsor locally. Uh, check them out, maritimemadness.com. Use the code FLA10. You'll save 10% and get free shipping in Canada. Uh, great sponsors as well as bckimonos.ca. The best kimonos, the best geese, the best gear in the game. That's a motto, Brett. You can steal that from me. John, we got a great episode today. Yeah. The, the Newfoundland and Labrador crew. So Very cool. You know, interested to talk to these guys. I mean... I really only know Colin uh, from training with him. So um, Kyle and, and uh, I'm not sure about the other guys, but I know uh, Kyle. I, I, you know, was at the Bay Open for sure. So they've been they've been over here and and uh, competed and and trained with some of some of the crew in Nova Scotia. So yeah, yeah, yeah. man. I mean, should be fun. Yeah, interesting to hear what they have to say, and I want to know what's going on in Newfoundland, man. I mean, when I left Newfoundland in 2001, there was no jujitsu there that I knew of. So yeah, it's interesting how far everything is coming the East Coast, and it's because of a lot of these people that we're going to talk to here tonight. So yeah. I guess without further ado, let's start with uh, the man out of St. John's. Uh, um, he owns uh, St. John's Jiu-Jitsu and Judo Club. Uh, he's a, a black belt, uh, a second-degree black belt in Judo. He's a brown belt in Jiu-Jitsu. He's a black belt in Trident Jiu-Jitsu. He's super well-known in Newfoundland and on the East Coast as well. He's driving down the highway. Uh, he's a guy that I've actually meant to go train with when I was over in Newfoundland. He, he opened me with, uh, with uh, welcome arms. I didn't, I didn't get to make it, but uh, he, he's a guy that has, holds a lot of respect in the community. So let's bring him on first. Uh, Mr. Uh, how are you, Mr. Mike Sampson? Uh, pretty good, man. I'm just heading to the, the family cabin there now for Canada Day. I got my ten-year-old being the cameraman while I'm driving. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate that, and uh, and drive safe while we're doing this podcast. I love that technology's cool. So uh, let's get into our second guest. We'll bring him on right away. Uh, he owns Lab City Jiu-Jitsu. He's a brown belt under uh, Novin Novinyao, Canada. Uh, Wagney Fabiano and that crew. He's been, uh, you know, he's trained, like you said, uh, he's been over here at the Bio Open. Uh, he's competed in a lot of IBJJF tournaments and done very well. Uh, he's he's, a, he's almost uh, one of the faces of good competition over there in uh, in the area and runs a really, really great club in, in Lab City. So uh, without further ado, Mr. Kyle Pollard. Hey, guys. How you doing? Awesome. How you doing? Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Yeah, we're... Uh... We're here just, you know, trying to trying to get the word when we're going to train. Yeah. Who knows, right? Yeah, dungeon training. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> Our uh, next guest here, uh, going down the line, uh, he owns uh, NFT Jiu-Jitsu, NFT BJJ, I guess you'd call it, uh, in the Grand Falls, Windsor area. 
He's a family man. He's a guy you you look at his social media and stuff. He's he's one of those guys that takes a lot of pride in the gym that he runs and uh, and what he's been doing in that little community. And and it's people like him that are going to keep uh, the sport going. So uh, we'd love to welcome him on. He's he's part of uh, I believe the under uh, if I could correct me if I'm wrong when I bring him on uh, Shane Rice I believe uh, if if I'm wrong uh, he'll correct me right now hopefully in a bad way or good way. Paul Clancy. Oh. No no audio. Can't hear you, Paul. We're trying our best. His magnificent beard is muffling everything he says. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe you he can hear us. <laughs> your your mic is uh your mic is muted. Says your mic's not connected on your end. Hmm. I'm gonna kick you out. Maybe we'll just try to join. Try back coming in. back in. Yeah. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So it starts. Mike's and, back. Uh, yeah, well, it's you know this is the beauty of technology, folks. You got six people from all over the country, and, and especially where we are, we're going across the the ocean here a little bit. So yeah. anyway, let's get our next guest in here. Uh, John, you and I have known this guy a hell of a long time. Uh, Colin McMichael, he's a guy, he, he means a lot to me. He was actually the first guy who competed on Submission Series Pro. He was the, the first match uh, and, and did a hell of a lot. He, he's a guy who competed a lot over here uh, up until Blue Belt, then he moved over to Newfoundland. He's come back over here, supported our events, came back over and competed in a match against me and, and uh, kicked my ass. Uh, but he's a guy that uh, he's uh, he's a really really great guy who who's done a lot for jujitsu over in Newfoundland, but also here in Nova Scotia. So, Mr. Colin McMichael. Oh, hey guys, what a what an intro! Yay! I don't know if I want to that. I just intros, man. Bum ankle that you had. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> bum ankle, but you went for it and you got it. So, but, then you, it. <laughs> but you don't put it. Don't put your. You know, it's, it's for me to grapple against you and do half deeps, and I'm okay with that by all means. But anyway, thanks so oh, much for joining yeah. us, everybody. Uh, and let's see if we can get Paul uh, Paul back in here. He says his device is not connected, so I'm gonna try to uh, try to get him back in. But anyway, Paul, if you are listening, just uh, go back out and maybe try it on a different device. Sometimes a different device may work for you. But uh, John, I'll let you take it away. Cool. Thanks, man. Um, let's just get into some background, guys. And I don't know, is Mike, Mike, are you still able to hear us? Because I cannot hear the shocks on the camper van anymore. So I'm not sure if <laughs> Mike might be frozen. <laughs> let's, let's drop down to Kyle, man. I just want to like, let everybody know who you guys are, right? How, how did you come to be um, a brown belt in jiu-jitsu? Maybe, maybe give them your rank, uh, where you train, how you got started, and uh, yeah, where, where are you at, man? Um, you know, and all that. Go ahead, Back. Kyle. I, my whole life, I've been training in some type of martial art. I, I was doing karate, and karate, I got a, a black belt in karate. And um, when I was a kid, me and my dad used to rent the, the UFC, like the first, first UFC. I can remember that. And I was like, I was heartbroken when uh, this little guy from Brazil beat all these, um, <laughs> all these like kickboxer karate guys. I was like, yeah. what just happened basically? And of course, I, I live in a small town. I, I grew up in a town of 10,000 people. 
Yeah. And uh, when I finally went to university, I got a chance. I, it wasn't the first year. The first year, it was just kind of getting to know St. John's, actually. I went to St. John's, and then I, I started training uh, jiu-jitsu. And that was 2004 is when I first, first started. And nice. uh, I went to school there for six years. So I trained in St. John's, I think, for three and a half years. And then I came up to Labrador and I came back to Labrador to work. And of course there wasn't a BJJ club. So I had to buy some mats. That was the first thing I did. And uh, I started recruiting. And of course you get, of course you get 50 people that want to start. And then two months (laughs) in, (laughs) two months in, you got 10 core guys and you know, anytime you're out the bar though, you can double that. Oh yeah! I'll be oh, there Monday, brother. Oh, oh man, it still happens. It still happens. Yeah. I bet it does, dude. Oh man, yeah, I know. Enough. There's always those random guys that you run into once a year, once every two years, and every time you yeah. see them, it's the same bullshit. Yeah, man, I'm coming in. I've been talking about doing it. I can't wait. I'll see you Monday. You Waste know the market time. website? You know that yeah. website? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's awesome man and uh so you're up in lab city now now i remember you coming over to the abai open a few years ago yeah. uh, I, was it just the one time or was it it was twice right no it was um i was there once i think uh one of my students Stephen chapman was okay was there twice yeah Nice, nice. It was super cool to see you guys coming from so far away, like the guys from obviously the island, but from from Labrador as well. Um, I was pissed they came to your tournament and snubbed mine. I mean, what do you you expect? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, um, when you came over, like, do you guys have tournaments in Newfoundland? Is there is there any jujitsu competition there at all? I my first tournament was held by. uh, in St. John's, it was held by the Kempo Karate Group, and they hey. they were like they used to come to our seminars, you know, with uh, Leo and and Wagney, and they were introduced to it, you know, early early on. But we they held a grappling tournament, and it was it was even it was from the knees at that time. Like it it was like super early. It might have been two thousand and six, probably. Yeah, two thousand six. I think it was. Yeah. But I got okay. I, I, I got gold I got gold in that with that one at that time. Nice. But I, there was only a couple of us that uh, that were really into it at the time. But it was a lot of fun. But that was that was my introduction to uh, the competition scene for sure. That's killer, Colin. I don't want I don't want to leave you sitting oh. there all day. Is Paul? Can you hear us now, Paul? I don't mind. Uh, fun fact, uh, Paul Clancy is actually a mute. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul buys all his audio equipment on Alibaba Express. Paul, we can't hear you. I'm sorry, man. Right now he's verbally telling Colin to go to hell. Warm-up drills. <laughs> there you go. Everybody's back for you, John, but we're still having – Yeah, it's perfect. Hey, man, I'm just going to talk to Kyle. <laughs> Colin here. And uh, we'll we'll give her. Um, hopefully things work yeah, out is. here in a minute, but uh, we'll do our best. Um, Colin, get into it, man. Like I remember training with you uh, when you were here in Nova Scotia quite a while back, and then uh, you went back to, to Newfoundland. 
um, yeah, what, what's up, man? What are you, what have you been doing? And uh, where were you training over there? And what uh, what brought you back to, to Newfoundland? What's my deal? Well, uh, nobody mentions uh, when you marry a Newfoundlander, uh, you lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah like no, that's, that's standard yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so we came over ooh, that's almost six years ago uh my wife got a job up in uh, norris point uh yeah. grossmore national park okay so we've been there for a while now i just got a job with uh moe and they have a facility in stephenville so i'm working out of stephenville um but yeah i've been training in uh cornerbrook as much as I can with uh, George Altine, uh, Paul Chason, Rob Anderson, and a bunch of the boys there. Hopefully some of them are watching. Yeah. But yeah, dead little club. Gavin Tucker's here all the time. We had Jake up. Uh, we had George's black belt, uh, Alex Roke, up one time. He graded a couple fellers. But right. super open up here. But it's just like any other jiu-jitsu place, really. Like, you go – Anywhere, like you show up uh, yeah, at the gym and you see yeah. Kyle and the boys on the mats, and mm. anywhere really. But yes, yeah, good training. Uh, we've got you know uh, a brown belt and three purple belts and a bunch of blue belts now. So nice, that's really good. Yeah, yeah man. Really I mean, it's, it's all word of mouth time, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I found that's the biggest thing with running clubs. It's uh, it's word of mouth, and it's it's just that organic growth. That's the kind of people like you might bring a lot of people through the door with adver advertisements or signage or whatever, but in the, in the end, you're not going to end up with that many of them. If someone's willing to at least look you up or seek you out or talk to somebody else, yeah, that's usually what makes a big difference, I find. But yeah, yeah it's wicked. I mean, 100%, right? Those are the people that stick, and, and jujitsu is not for everybody, martial arts isn't for everybody, fighting isn't for everybody, <laughs> you know. <coughs> oh, here we go. This is the one case we had today, everybody. Corona. Shit, I muted, I muted my mic. Bastards heard that. No, you, you, you muted Paul's mic. That's what you did. <laughs> well, Paul, can you hear now? Can you talk? Oh, he can talk. We just can't hear him. We just can't hear. You're going to have sign language. Mike, can we can we get you in, Mike? Yeah. There's Mike. Google, Google Translate, I think, has sign language now. Um, Mike stopped in for yeah, a Yeah, I think. Can you hear me now? I can hear you guys. Yeah, yes, nice. Hey, Mike. While we got you for a minute, let's uh, let's get some background on you, man. Um, how'd you get into martial arts? Where are you training now? Um, where do you live? What what's your deal, Mike? Besides camping, he's the OG. Um, I, well, I'm 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 here now. I'm just down by the water. Oh wow. Um, me? How did I get into it? I got into it. My uh, my original coach was actually like a, my swimming instructor and I found out he was doing jujitsu and I got that same old story of, you know, yeah. saw the UFC and Hoist Gracie. And then I remembered, Hey, I know a guy who does jujitsu. Now it was, it was Japanese jujitsu, but I didn't know the difference at the time. So I, uh, I signed up and that was in 1993. Oh, wow. And we were doing uh, jujitsu and judo pretty much did that till 2009 and BJJ was getting more and more popular and I was looking for a coach reached out to Jeff Joslin he was one of the nicer guys I ever spoke to yeah and, Jeff's uh, a great guy 
flew him in and then that was it you know it kind of just it kind of just rolled from there and jeff's been kicking my ass ever since and yeah um, <laughs> you know there's 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 certainly it's like everyone everyone got a big long boring story full of details but that's the you know that's everything in a nutshell nice it's amazing how many stories like we we ask just about everybody does don't we derek and how many of them say that they watched the first UFCs? Like, if the Gracies did anything, 100%, yeah. bring, bringing jujitsu out with the UFC was the most brilliant plan. And thank, thankfully, it all worked out to plan. I mean, if Hoist Gracie got his ass kicked, I wonder if we'd all be sitting here, right? Definitely not. Probably not, right? Man, You'd listen. still be talking about how great karate is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, just imagine if Fred Edish hit a knockout, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Things could have been very different, which is Absolutely. bizarre to even think about. But, uh, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's just awesome. Like, guys, how many clubs are there in Newfoundland now? Because I remember it didn't seem like it was that long ago. We didn't hear about really anything going on in Newfoundland, and, and I mean, it sounds like it's been going on longer. Then we hear about it, but I guess really it only came on my radar once I started seeing guys showing up for competition. Paul, jump right in. Nine? She's the the Foley's have three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul, we we are oh, having. Paul, some, I feel so <laughs> terrible for you, man. And the more it goes oh, on, the more pissed off he looks. <laughs> and, uh, I, I I don't know what's. I'm scared. Foley's have three. Oh. Nine. Nine clubs now. Yep. Foley's have three. Uh, wow. Republic, uh, Clarenville, which was uh, Tom, Paul, uh, us, and Kyle. That's every gym. Yeah, and Mike. Colin Fowler got a club. Mike Fowler. Mike Fowler. Colin Fowler. He's got a club at the with the base, and I think he's somehow tied in with Eight Limb, maybe or, or okay. that's through Hilliard. I have heard of Eight Limb right. over Newfoundland. Yeah, geez, that's amazing. I mean, that's got to be. I, I wasn't counting. I should have been. That must have been like ten clubs you mentioned, right? So, are are you guys going to start seeing tournaments spring up where you are? Like, is there any kind of a local scene now besides what? Uh, Kyle was talking about way back. Like, are you are you doing anything? There is one tournament over there. I've no love. Pretty is good. there? Yeah, maybe a couple. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kyle. Okay, like I, I just I feel as if like in Newfoundland, especially with the exception of the couple higher ranked guys, like for the majority part, it's like a lot of white belt and blue belts. There are purple belts that start to compete as well, but I haven't really, I've asked about, you know, higher rank the belts to train or to, to compete, but yeah, it seems like it's, they're more the coach and you need reps and, and you know, so it's like, there's not, a, there's not enough of the of brown and black belts for like the, the higher rank, but I, yeah. there has been a couple that I know of like, uh, Performance, but you know kind of small for sure and yeah. of course the population yeah of course that's club owners putting on competitions though is it over there yeah. And, yeah and getting some sort of a scene going i mean it's the same thing here how it was forever it was it was pretty much just club owners for the longest time and then uh, other guys that trained like derek and rogue and these guys started started putting on tournaments here um 
and we've been fortunate to have a pretty pretty regular circuit for a few years. But it almost seems like Newfoundland, kind of where Nova Scotia was as a whole, maybe like six seven years ago. Where now we've got a pile of black belts here here in Nova Scotia, yeah. a pile of brown belts and purple belts, and our competition scene. I mean, it's always going to be mostly white belts, but we've had lots of tournaments too, where we had you know, more than one blue belt bracket per weight class and, and more than one purple belt and brown and black. So, you know, if you've got guys putting on those tournaments now, it'd be interesting to see where they're at in four or five years. And, and it'd be awesome to see someone grow some sort of a competition in Newfoundland that people started traveling over there for as well. I mean, I'd love to have an excuse yeah. <laughs> to go back to Newfoundland. It's been like, it's been like 10 years at least. So. Well, I think, um, I mean, you give it five years, and when when the average purple and brown belt is like twenty two instead mm -hmm. of forty, yeah, you yeah. probably yeah. you probably see a lot more competition. You know, yeah, it makes a ton and of I sense. Mean, it, that really sounds like the evolution and kind of how it went now. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, the brown and the black belts were all pretty, you know, pushing thirties, forties, and. But there's a lot of guys coming up now, blue belt and purple belt and brown belt that are, are much younger as well. So, oh, it's oh, yeah, sweet to see you, man. I was 29, so, you know. There you go. The guys in the, the guys fighting the brown and black categories in, in Ontario and I guess in the U.S. moreover, I mean, Jesus, they're 23, 24. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I mean, we've seen in the competition – the skill level is just elevated so much too. Like I remember back in the day when someone was a blue belt and it was like, holy shit, like that's a blue belt over there. Like that guy would just murder us all. Right. And then yeah. to compare that to a blue belt now that's, you know, doing well with brown belts and black belts in roles, like some of the blue belts and purple belts coming up are just five levels above, I think where it was even eight or nine years ago. There's no question. And you guys must be seeing a really, steep growth curve over there right now are you yeah i mean for the most part better faster or are you getting worse am i getting i'm getting worse i'm getting more broken down <laughs> 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 you're probably getting better still buddy it's like this for me yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kyle. go ahead man yeah I, I i what i just try to do i, I just try to, to keep up with the new stuff basically yeah. but the only difficult part in that owning a small club is that um you're you gotta you know show the white belts and the blue belts the basics still but then you also don't want them to go out to a, a competition and get baron boloed at blue belt you know so you got to be showing it like the basics aren't the basics anymore like the basics are uh, Delahiva, like X guard, like that. That's and and even Barambolo and Barambolo yeah. defenses. You got you got to be. And that's that's basics now. Back in yeah. five years ago, it was like you can't you can't show that to a white belt or a blue belt because. But now, yeah, you absolutely have to because you'll see if you go to one of these, you know, IBJJF or and even like the the Nova Scotia tournaments, you you'll. It's just quickly, quickly evolving. It's it's unbelievable. So you just yeah. got to be up on all that. That's a good point because you're right. The the spectrum of the game is just so so much bigger now than it ever was before. Uh, where you could get away with fundamentals, like you said, ten or fifteen years ago. Now, if you don't know a little bit of a lot, you're gonna 
probably be caught off guard with something. And I mean, yeah. you know, it's the kind of sport, unfortunately, we only need to take one, you know, make one mistake to, to come in second or last. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, that's sweet, man. I mean, you guys all, I mean, Colin's laughing his head off. He's obviously young and spry still. Are you guys all still rolling regularly? I know up in Lab City, you must feel kind of like you're, you have to roll, you know, just yeah. the guys are like, getting, uh, yeah. Up in Lab City, like, wait, we, we train normally, we train four days a week, and it's pretty intense. And I'm just, I'm, I try, I'm 37, but I try to, you know, do as much exercise as I can just to, to keep up, right? Because I have a, Stephen Chapman, who's brown belt, uh, under me, he's eight years younger. So, you know, oh, wow. you, you can't be, you can't be losing your steam at 37, <laughs> right? You gotta, you gotta keep pushing because if not, you know what happens. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> snap you like a twig. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's kind of motivation for me, I guess, to, to, to stay on my game, stay sharp. Yeah, man. Paul, do you want to try your mic again? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I can't help but laugh. I mean, you've been such a wicked sport about all this. Uh, it's painful. He's 42, he's telling us. <laughs> there we go. We did it. Yes. He doesn't look like he's 42. I was going to say he's not a year over 29, but uh... – <laughs> Oh shit! Well, that's too bad. We'll have to try to get this guy on again when uh, when we get his mic working and see what's up. Um, let's jump in, guys. This is like kind of the topic that's been beaten to death already. What's going on with COVID over in Newfoundland? Is it the same as Nova Scotia as far as restrictions? I have no idea what your numbers are. I'm assuming they should be better than everywhere because of accessibility. Yeah, beautiful. Zero. Yeah. Yeah, what are you guys doing? You, are you guys training? Are you guys able to get back with what you know? Is there is there a process in place? Like, has anybody been looking at this? Um, I mean, I've been looking at it a lot, and I guess from uh, two angles. One, I mean, with judo, we're a we're a provincial sports organization, which uh -huh. is something that jujitsu doesn't have. So I've been getting a little bit more contact with the government through that avenue, uh, but. The answer from Sport NL, from public health, from the government is, we don't know what to tell you. Don't touch anybody. Jeez, and, yeah. You know, it's not, no, no one's really giving you a clear answer, and they're not, not doing it to be difficult. They're doing it because they're, they're flying by the seat of their pants. They mm -hmm. don't necessarily understand. You know, you got a social distance. You, you can drill, but you can't be in contact and you got to stay in your bubble and it's all the same things we're hearing um i was on the phone today with saw me back and you know he's digging into it telling him, like listen this non-contact drilling stuff is gonna fly you know they're they want to do jujitsu not yeah yoga and uh, and that's not to knock yoga if you're into it, but that's not what I teach either. So, you know, uh, until they come up with some regulations based around what we we can wear masks and shit, we're 
we're choking each other anyway with the gear over our face and can't breathe. So yeah, I'm cool with a mask. And you know, pick a specified partner, stick with them for four weeks or six weeks or whatever. And and there's other things we can do and and I guess mitigate the potential risk. But if we're gonna train, anyone wants to train, and COVID's on the go, you sign your way and you understand the risk you're taking and if you don't want to do that that's entirely up to you i get people are in different family situations and health situations and they're just going to have to avoid training and i understand it but for those who who want to and are willing to take the risk i mean you know if i can go down to a bar and get piss eyed drunk and play the slots and have some guys spitting irish music at me for five hours when they're not listen they're not enforcing these 50 minimum capacity stuff the bars on george street they're open they're packed they're packed yeah and, you know, if you can go out and do that, then you should be able to make the adult choice to. Um, I agree. I mean, we're, we're used to having. Hey. Oh, you got me. Oh, you got me. All right, guys. Have a good night. It's been a great show. <laughs> that was the worst thing that ever happened. Yeah. Good. Paul, well, Paul passed the test anyway. Yeah, I couldn't agree, though. I totally agree with what you're saying. Totally agree. Yeah, I, I, it's, it seems a little unfair in, in a lot of these situations, right? And, and I was just about to say, like, you know, if you've been training jiu-jitsu for any amount of time at all, you know that when you get off the mat, your shit goes in the wash, you need to get a shower, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wash your hands, wash yeah. your face. You know, if you're not going to shower at the club, don't be a fool. And, uh, you know, to, to say that adults that have been training, like maybe don't bring in new members right away. But yeah. to, to, you know, to the guys that have been training together for 10 years or five years, whatever, why can't we go into the gym, not be idiots? You know, I, I was looking at some masks online the other day that hooked across the back uh, with Velcro as well as, like, looped around the ears and had vents so you're not going to die from, like, carbon monoxide poisoning, um, I think, right? <laughs> so I've, I've been looking at options here as well. But it's kind of the same boat, man. Like, you go certain places and it just pisses you off because they're obviously – not being held to the same standards that we all, all the rest of us are, right? Yeah, I think what you're having happen and too. Listen, I'm, you have businesses that are. Sorry about that. No, go ahead, Paul. No, go ahead. You go ahead. You, you have like businesses, right? That that are you know so anxious to get back there and open up, <clears throat> but the standards for us are, are are so strict that there's really no way we can kind of bend the rules the way a lot of other organizations yeah. might be already bending the rules. You know, I'm, I'm not going to listen, but there's a ton of organizations that have opened up here in Grand Falls with kids, and I can see them playing. My kids, I have two boys myself, and nobody's social distancing. So it's like they get to bend the rules, but because we got to play by the rules, there's mm -hmm. nowhere we can go. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible, you know? Yeah. We, we have no options. And, I mean, I've seen uh, Shane Rice and the boys have some good plans going on at Halifax, and they had a layout of the mats as to where everybody's going to stand and – one yeah. of the boys wrote me and we're like, oh, this is great. They got a plan. And I said, man, it looks like a shitty time to me. Yeah, I read their plan today as well, actually. And, and like, that's not jiu-jitsu to me. You know, you're standing yeah. by yourself on a mat and doing drills. Like, we've all been doing that home for months. We want to we train. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> even, even the numbers thing, like, how many people have a mat space big enough to have more than, like, six or seven exactly. people on it based yeah. on the requirements, right? Yeah, uh, we're really lucky. We got a lot of room, but that is not the norm. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, like I mean, 
I don't know. It's tough. Like we would, we would regularly have 20 to 30 people in the jujitsu class. And now we're looking at being able to operate at like a fifth or a sixth of capacity, which it just yeah. never mind financially how shitty it is, but also logistically, like how do you now take your 50 or 60 members, whatever you got and juggle all of exactly. them getting equal time and instructors that aren't in contact with all these different people and it's a logistical nightmare and, and it's just a pile of shit, which, you know, I'm really hoping, I was really hoping we were going to hear some changes to, or yesterday. Yesterday was supposed to be the reevaluation of our state of emergency here. And all they did was push events to 200 people um, with distancing, but 10 people bubbles so that you're, you're strongly suggested you stay within those 10 people, but you can have contact with 10 people. So this is basically the logistics we're looking at work around. And with Fight League Atlantic, we submitted our reopen plan today. And it's this massive document with diagrams of the arena and the, and the octagon and all this to try to accomplish this. Because with 200 people in a building, we can pull it off. Now, I think they're I, taking away all your guns and all your martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get me started. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, for FLA, it's starting to make a little more sense. If we can do something with 200 people, with a gym, with 10 people at a time, with the door closing, with the cleaning, like, has anybody got any ideas? Are you guys just ready to just kind of say, fuck it, we're opening in, Feb in, in July? And uh, yeah, I mean, you can say it on here. Nobody's going to see it. Well, I mean, I asked today, you know, just so the guys can hear, like, when I was on with the government today, I asked them, I said, so, like, is anyone going to come? If I open up, stick a mask on, wash my hands, you know, we and we go in and we roll, am I getting a – someone's going to give me a fine? And his answer to me was, I don't know. He said, in my – he said, it's basically guidelines. And whether that's going to be supported by any legislation so that they could actually really enforce it, nobody knows because nobody's challenged it. So mm. it's a guideline. They don't want you to do this stuff, but – I mean, are you really breaking the law or are you just kind of, you know, skirting the guidelines? And, you know, I was big on following everything the government came out with. And I'm all about following the experts, following the doctors. They know this stuff better than I do. Yeah. But when there's been zero cases for 33 days and they're all saying, you know, it's, it's probably no COVID on the island right now, then... Um, you know what's what's the harm of, of some exercise with a partner at this point yeah. and and again what they, they came back to me and they said they don't know if it's enforceable so this was coming from someone working for government that they're telling me that you know it's it's basically a guideline and check with your private insurance and if they're going to cover you then um, make your own decision so they're, they're not going to come out and tell you you can but at the same time they're not going to you know, come out and tell you that they can absolutely enforce this and tell you you can't yeah. train either because they really don't know until, and you know what, unless it gets tested in court, nobody knows. Yeah. Who's, who's going to uh, put it on the line. <laughs> yeah. And, and who's going to do that? Virtually every store you go into is, is basically breaking those guidelines. Oh, exactly. for real. Right? Yeah. Every, yeah. every single place you go. So it's like, who's, who's going to enforce any of this? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. And again, I, I totally believe in 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 us in everything we've done up to this point. It worked, obviously. I mean, our caseload yeah. is nil, it's and very true. I would never want to risk anyone, you know, uh, put anyone at risk to get sick. 
because of something I did. But when there's literally zero cases, um, you know, there's an argument to be made that, well, let's we, we flatten the curve. That was the whole point. Flatten the curve. Well, the curve's flat. It yeah. can't get any flatter. So yeah. until there's a, a like risk level to, to look at again, then, I mean, if we're waiting around for a vaccine, we're not training until 2021 oh, in yeah. around Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah. No, you're right. The other side of this coin that, that nobody else is talking about as well is the more time people are not training, the less time they're spending getting healthy. And we mm-hmm. all know now that that exactly. is basically the only thing that's fighting this virus is be as healthy as you can possibly be. Yeah. So man. that if you are unlucky enough to get it, where there's various cases, at least you're healthy enough that you can fight it. Yeah. You know, so when we had this little this little repeat where everybody's saying it's going to come back the winter, well, now. Uh, well, get as good as we can. We lost you again. He yeah, was no, a good run, man. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he had his breakthrough moment. No, man, I, I 100% agree with you on that too. We're all sitting around letting our immune systems go to shit. So when the time does come that we get back on the mats, as soon as we're exposed to a big yeah. group of people and we're sweating, everyone's gonna have the friggin' flu and think they have COVID anyway. So yeah, exactly. You know, it's gonna be a shit show for a bit. I, I, you know, I can't see us having kids back in the gym until at least schools reopen. I think that's kind of a no-brainer, especially with a lot of them. I guess if they are carrying their asymptomatic, so it makes it difficult to diagnose, and you know, all the bad things that come with that. I mean, I guess like I just really would never want to be the guy that opens up a business and that's where it kicks off and causes right. a big problem, right? Like. You know, just from a health standpoint, you'd feel like an asshole if there was a way to guarantee, you know, everyone's safety and go back to the way it was. Hell yeah! But right now, it's just so much speculation and bullshit. It's it's hard to even make moves. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be that guy. You wouldn't want to be that guy. All the guys in the states. (laughs) No, you wouldn't want to be that guy. And yeah, what were you saying about the states, Collins? Or. Uh, looking on social media, like you see guys yeah. like Gary Tonin and Keenan Cornelius all getting huffity puffy over this stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they're professionals. They yeah, can pick who they are, train I've with. Been following those guys too, Colin. It's it's wild. It's, yes, bizarre. I understand they have to train, but like they're getting all these people up in arms because they think they have the right to do whatever they want. And mm-hmm. I just find it strange. Like, why would you, like you were saying, why would you want that? Yeah, why would you Why would you even take on the responsibility of that risk to the public? Uh, it's tough. I mean, the, the United States is just so much different than here here in Canada in general. Like, I was talking to a gentleman in Miami a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, it's back to normal here. You never know. I mean, everything's just whatever. But then, then they've got some of the highest concentration of COVID in Florida, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah, America, you know, they do whatever they want kind of thing. Listen, before we get any further, Paul, if your microphone is still working. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, here we go. Give us some <laughs> background on yourself, man. How would you get into martial arts and uh, where where are you at? You're in Grand Falls, is that correct? Grand Falls, yeah. We're, we're in central Newfoundland. So, so I'm actually from uh, St. I'm actually from St. John's and we moved to Grand Falls about eight eight years ago or so. Okay. Um, I was doing some Muay Thai in St. John's, just casually, not not competitive, anything like that. Always wanted to train jiu-jitsu and um, just never really came up. Again, this was like 
eight, maybe 10 years ago or so, and there wasn't a big scene. I'd never even mm. heard of anybody doing it in St. John's. And it was only when I moved to Grand Falls that I heard of, uh, nice. I heard of a few of my, uh, a few are guys. They, are they sponsoring you, Colin? Sorry, sorry to cut you off, Paul. Is that your sponsor, Colin, or what? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're not going to see this. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Paul. Go ahead, man. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I trained under a guy, um, Mark Feener, that kind of had it going here as well as uh, Matt King before him. Okay. And, uh, just like many small clubs, just kind of they just you know they go through their members and they kind of eight ten members and it kind of fiddles away and stuff. And I just made a, a a point a couple years ago, and I was like, every time we train, I'm going to post a picture, just really try to grow this. And uh, it, was, it was all you needed. It was all you needed. It brought in members like crazy. Just Wow. Pictures on Facebook, and we went from uh, we had last going off, we had eight paying members, and we were up to 106 before all this happened in nine months. Wow, wow. yeah, like this was a pretty bad hit. We were rocking pretty good, <laughs> damn, you know, no doubt. You want to Gavin and in Nova Scotia, and that was awesome, and starting to compete, and things were going well, and bang. That's amazing. Man, if you ever want to come over to Nova Scotia and take some pictures of yourself in my gym, get my membership up. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll Absolutely. just put you on like a tour, right? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, it's all, it's all about your kids program, right? It's just about getting kids in and have yeah. fun and get that base. And and, I, and truly, it's not, it's not hard for me to get really fired up about it because uh, I spent 10, 12 years on a pool deck teaching kids swimming. So this was just like, oh, my God, I, I get to do this all over again, find something else fun that I think is, like, really important for kids. Yeah, hell yeah. You know? I 100% agree. I've got two young sons myself, and they're both in jiu-jitsu. You know, they started when they were three and a half. One guy's, you know, just turned four, and the other guy will be nine this year. So I think it's yeah, imperative. Yeah, yeah. Four, hey, four it's interesting. Years. I actually uh, – sorry to cut you off on that. I graduated from Lewisport Collegiate in 2001. So cool. back in the day when I lived in central Newfoundland, I don't think there was anything going on um, back then. And, and I mean, even, even no one that I go to, that I went to high school with in Newfoundland has ever posted a picture of themselves in the geese. So uh, it would be amazing to see if someone did trickle in from, from Lewisport or from yeah. you know, any of those guys. But yeah, man. Mike, I would guess was Republic. I guess Republic was the first school. He looks like he's froze up now. <laughs> <laughs> He froze up in a good place, though, man. Like, that's a wicked smile, you know? God bless him. He could have been way worse. I think Republic was the first yeah. one in Newfoundland, the first true BJJ school. That's the yeah. where I started. That's where I started. That's where I went for my first little taste maybe about 12 years ago, and they had a, a huge crew of guys there the day I went there. So it, it was yeah. a well-established thing, you know? Yeah. That's deadly. Now – Let's uh, one last question before before we let you guys go. I appreciate you guys coming on here tonight and chatting with us. It's been uh, it's been good. Uh, good to have Paul Paul's mic working. We're up and running, and, and things really are, are just on the up here now. So um, MMA in Newfoundland. Any talk about it? Anybody ever have any aspirations of promoting or you know this this is something I'll be honest with you. Me and Derek have already talked about coming to Newfoundland as soon as we possibly can. If we can make that happen, like, what's what's the talk over there? Is there anybody looking at MMA, or you guys got guys at your gym that want to fight MMA, or what's going on there? 
Not as far as Labrador, I, I don't, I don't think so. There's, there's a lot of guys that there's a few kids here that that are interested in MMA and they have, um, you know, kickboxing backgrounds and, and stuff like that. But it, it seems like some of them like kind of stay away from the jujitsu part of it, which is I don't know. Mm. We train. Uh, we also train mostly gi as well, so maybe that could be it. I've seen that. You know, guys just want to strike. Don't want to do the ground stuff. You know, yeah. if you're good at one thing. And I've seen a lot of guys <laughs> yeah. that don't want to start. You know, another discipline, whether it's jujitsu or striking or striking to jujitsu, just because you know it sucks to be the nail again. Absolutely, especially those types of sports, man. It's it's tough. You got to want to be good at it to get good at it. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> You're going to go through some sucky times. Yeah. Anyone else want to chime in on that? Any talk of MMA or? Yeah, there's been a oh, couple yeah. young fellas coming through Cornerbrook. Uh, I know Jake Kelly's over yeah. the Titans now. Uh, Jake's doing really training. well, man. That kid can fight like mad. Jake's doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, man, so that was a big one. But, yeah, anybody who wants to doesn't stay they're they're moving to halifax they're moving to montreal they're that's pretty much where it's at still yeah is that their only option the ship yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true it's i mean guys well. in halifax forever you know anybody else moves over but i mean hopefully at some point these guys will be able to stay on the island and get the train and that's gonna take them to the next level but i i guess again it's just more of an evolution of the sport and of, of martial arts in Newfoundland, like you said, you know, it, it sounds like it's come leaps and bounds. Um, just, just since I started seeing you guys show up in Nova Scotia to compete randomly. Right. Yeah, I think it'd be incredible. Once those guys like Gavin, uh, come back, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Gavin retires, he, he actually starts to teach people in Newfoundland. If that's his bag, he moves back to chip cove and starts a gym. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's what it would take. Fucking yeah. Hey, you would. And, and the few people that, that have approached <laughs> me about it and our club about it, I think it's more of a, an issue of access to good training than it is yeah. interest. You know, there's a lot of young guys that have even spoke to me about it, but I, like, I'm, I'm a three-stripe blue belt with no kickboxing experience in fights or anything. So I'm not, I'm not the dude to teach a kid, but I don't know where you go if you just what you want to do. And I say the same thing. you got to go to Halifax or Montreal is your closest bet to get good work. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's a long road. You should probably start with some jiu-jitsu because that's just as long a road. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah. And a lot of them, too, when they touch on that jiu-jitsu when they want to be fighters, they realize this is a lot harder than they thought. <laughs> <laughs> We we got a lot of MMA fighters when they start jujitsu after six months. Yeah. What about a, a submission only show? I know we spoke about that column before, possibly doing it oh, over yeah. there in Gross Morn on a on a helicopter pad. That was kind of an idea at one point, but man, I, I think what about a sub a sub only event? Do you think you got, do you guys think that would work if we came over there and did something in the future? You got enough guys to be in this tight of a bracket? Like a pay-per-view event? Yeah. I think the problem with Newfoundland is it's so big, man. People don't travel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the problem with Newfoundland is, I mean, the West Coast is amazing. I would love to go compete there. But to get those guys from St. John's to drive that eight, nine-hour day to get to the West Coast or get on a plane, yeah. it's a big ask, right? Especially when half of them are, you know, family men like myself and family. 
family, ladies, and they got families home. There's a hundred bucks in it for you. It's just a big ass. <laughs> <laughs> You're better off going. Because I think with that too, and one of the things that always comes up, and I mean, I've I've lived through this with judo many times and yeah. the same with jujitsu is you make all the plans and you're going to drive yeah. or fly or wherever if you got to go to labrador it's fly up and you register for the tournament and you keep an eye on the registration and it's like hey there's literally nobody in my division so why yeah. did I, why am i spending eighteen hundred dollars to fly to goose bath yeah. you know yeah. and i've no. done that with judo and canceled trips and um, I know, and got done it here like they're calling me when i've directed tournaments and they're like hey i want to come and fight is there anywhere for me to fight and i'm you know, and it's a two-pronged thing because, you know, no, there's no one registered right now. And then the guys that would be fighting you, they're waiting for you to register. And then mm. it gets two weeks out of when the tournament's supposed to be and nobody's registered. And everyone's, no one's, no one's committing to it because they got to fly or drive and get a hotel. And yeah, I mean, I, no one commits. And then, you know, I, are you going to be the guy that dumps all that money and goes to Stephenville to fight nobody? What I was getting more like, I, I know what you're saying there is like, cause that's an actual yeah. more so tournament. What I was getting at is more like we, what we did over here with submission Everyone's series pro what? where would we have, we'd actually have events. So like, for example, Kyle would be lined up to go against Colin, for example, and you'd sell, you'd sell Ooh. seats in a theater <laughs> or like, a fight, or, <laughs> or like yeah. a fight card. Exactly. And that's that. Yeah. But during the day, what we would do is we, it was called chokes by the ocean. So basically at night it was an event, but during the day it was a tournament outside under the sun. So people, all the lower ranks would come and compete during the day. And then the higher belts would compete at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be Mike, really cool. Mike did not like, like that. He said, fuck you. I'm out. Yeah. 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 All those plans are always great. And then we always have Mother Nature in Newfoundland that screws it all up on the 11th hour, right? Yeah. Right. That, that's that's a big one for travel. Under the, that's a big one for travel. Yeah. Especially in town. Like, if you want to have a tournament under the sun in St. John's, <laughs> yeah. never have it. <laughs> don't have to take that. No. Well, you could just no. do it like a, I don't know. I, well, screw it then. We're not doing it. You guys obviously. <laughs> you, do, you do it in Fire Brook or you do it in Grand Falls. You'll get some sun out here. Well, yeah. West Coast. West Coast are yeah. central for sure. Yeah, exactly. It would, it would be fun to get it to the point, or maybe it's at the point now, if we could put together Newfoundland versus Nova Scotia and bring That'd over a Nova cool. Scotia team and have a Newfoundland team and have everything. Like you said, like a fight card, predetermined matchups, like the old sub series cards, and and uh, mm-hmm. do a pay per view. That would be super cool. Yeah, that, that would be sweet, cool. right? Yeah, and what a killer cool. way to like move into Newfoundland and start getting some exposure, um, just to the athletes. I think if you're gonna do, a, I think if you could do a. Um... Go ahead, Mike. I think if you had a super fight on the card, you'd get a lot of people who aren't necessarily jujitsu people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you could bring Gavin back. You get Ryan James involved. I was saying if you if you're going to do that here, I mean, the majority of people who are going to come watch are jujitsu people. The club yep. members are going to come and watch, and mom or your girlfriend or whoever is going to come and watch. You know, they don't know what's going on. But yeah. if you get like, if I was going to do it, put get bring Gavin down, bring Gavin down, get him to fight someone super tough, and people are going to come watch that guy because they know who he is because of the UFC. I always used to get get your actual just random fans who don't actually train. 
Yeah, yeah. No, people, you're absolutely right. People used yeah. to always be like, oh, those events you guys are doing are really taking off. I'm like, yeah, there was 212 tickets sold. And not like half of them had a goddamn clue what was going on. Grassroots, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> bro. It's it, man. It's the, the people are there. Like Mike said, they're there to support because they train. Yeah, got to start somewhere. Yeah, no, it's awesome, man. I mean, just just to see so many, you know, see all you guys here talking about, you know, and and you're all from different clubs, right? I didn't yeah. get that wrong the whole time, like. You know, the fact, that there, the fact that there is such a large scene growing over there and things are just picking up is, is wicked to say. Um, let's go around one more time, guys. If you have any shout-outs you'd like to give to anybody, uh, you know, if you have handles on, on social media you want to give out, Kyle, why don't you start us off, man, and we'll, we'll sign you guys off here one at a time. Yeah, I just want to say, well, to all my guys and girls that are waiting patiently, just, you know, hold on and – I know one big issue on everybody, and after all this is over, people say the white belts tend to not come back because they get comfortable not training. But uh, yeah. just take it from me. I've taken longer time than this off, and I've made it back, and it's ended up being better than ever. So there you um, go. that's that's my – I just want to give a little bit of advice, basically, <laughs> to everyone out there is just, listen, it's not – it's it's temporary – We'll we'll get back. This is just take this as a time to heal your injuries. That's what I yeah. did. Right. So, um, thanks for having me, guys. This this was awesome. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank, thank you, Kyle. Very much. Appreciate thank it, you. man. Appreciate it. Go for it, Colin. Let's hear what you got to say, bud. It better be something freaking good. That's all I know. Oh God. <laughs> that was yeah, articulate. And then you go to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no pressure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with what Kyle says. Like, I've spent you know eight weeks laying on the floor because I had a broken back, and then the last time yeah. I got a friggin' John's tournament, I dislocate three ribs. So really, <laughs> not because of me. Just of it. <laughs> it wasn't. No, it was because of myself and my own ignorance. <laughs> um, <laughs> that level of competition. That's why. Oh yeah. <laughs> hefty stuff but yeah just if anybody's into it like it's one of those things that if you keep training you will have times that'll you won't be able to train and that's it you just gotta keep going when you can stop when you can't uh don't kill yourself when you come back because that's that's, that's probably what everyone's way. gonna do here soon yeah yeah, yeah. Time and, to dislocate everything. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If we can follow some models like what they're doing, say in the west coast of Australia, you you get a couple partners. You can only be with them, you know, stay relatively far apart. And I know, you know, maybe we shouldn't look to the Australians for everything because everything else will kill them. So they don't really care about a virus. <laughs> it's true. Um, the safest thing they got going. Yeah. <laughs> you get COVID, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crikey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, once it opens up, we just got to get back at it. That's the real ticket. Hurt Try not to lose too many people. And yeah, man. Fuck it up. If you could have somebody in your bubble now to train with, uh, that would have been really good. <laughs> yeah. Does Jen train with you? 
Who, me? No, she's not training now. Yeah. No. <laughs> Slacking. <laughs> Paul, you got anything you can add to that, man? Any any Instagram shout-outs? Or where, where can everyone find you, man? Uh, well, you can follow us at uh, Newfound Tile BJJ on Facebook and Newfound Tile BJJ on Instagram. Uh, I just tell everybody, man, just try to stay ready. Try to stay healthy. It's all going to end. You know, it, it is a shitty time. We're going through some hard stuff right now, but, you know, we will get back to training. So yeah, just be ready. Stay ready. Stay healthy and stay ready to go because when that day comes, we're going to go in and we're going to train again. And like you said, everybody's going to start off pretty sore. The more ready you stay, the better you be. And remember that feeling of how much you loved your team and how much yeah, you missed man. during all this. Because that's all the emails I get from people is how much they miss being with their team and they miss their family. It's uh, that, that's the, that's a big thing to all this, man. It's a big big piece of the puzzle. Is that hundred uh, percent family? You're joining a family when you join jujitsu. Absolutely. And you realize how much you missed it when it's gone. Mm-hmm. Very true. Man, that's so true. Mike, anything you can add to that? That's, uh, that's some good stuff. Mike. I know that's some pretty heavy words to follow. So yeah, man, real I mean, talk. You know, we can kind of say the same thing over. <laughs> Um, you know, and, but it's all true. I mean, the one thing I, a couple guys I think about, you know, I mean, all the people I think about my club, but there's, I know people in there who they, they don't train to compete. They don't train uh-huh. belts. They train because they've had health issues. They've had substance abuse issues. And this is their, this is their getaway. This is the, the stress relief that helps them get mm-hmm. through that. So, you know, I always think about them and hope that, um, without this, that they're still, doing well and that they'll they'll be back to it to uh you know just to continue on their their healthy lifestyle when all this is over because when this is your stress relief and it's gone um, yeah if you got if you got demons it's the time they're going to come back so yeah. you know those absolutely those those are well, that's too bad we uh we lost them a little bit there john so that i think about and I really hope that they're, uh, they're it bothering is. them. Like you said, it's it's all it's all a family in the club, and it's you know these are the guys these are the guys that want to hear your uh, these are the guys that want to hear when you're having a bad time, and, and they'll help you, they'll mm-hmm. talk to you. So I hope everyone realizes that the club is more than just uh, you know a place to a place to train. It's it's people who who really care about you. So it's good to always keep that in mind. Hell yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, listen, thank you so much for your time. Um, Great to hear from The Rock. Here, everyone's doing well. Absolutely. So let's let's do this again sometime and hopefully – go ahead. Oh, I thought you were pointing at Kyle. Kyle. uh, Kyle. I usually am. Kyle's there. Kyle's still here. Kyle's still here. (laughs) He's right there. Uh, At – Cornerbrook BJJ on Instagram. Just saying. Nice. I was born in Cornerbrook. That's all. <laughs> Were you? Oh, yeah, geez. I was. All right, gentlemen. Okay. Thank you again. Take care of yourself. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Thanks again. Train hard, boy. Kind of an evening now. Where, Paul? We're keeping you. I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna stay now. You yeah, always got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> He's part of the team, man. He's yeah. part of the team. You're hired. <laughs> 
Yeah. Great episode, John. Good work, buddy. Yeah, there we go, bud. That was fun. 30, 30 seconds over the hour. I said that's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, like some, some Newfoundland Wi-Fi and some technical difficulties. <laughs> All good. Hey, it was you know what? It's I think it's so important to do these kind of things. Like, you know, oh, yeah, man. It, it helps everybody and you like what wise words there at the end from all four of those gentlemen like yeah. these are all people like i've i i, I don't know paul um at all tom dunn didn't get to join us there at all we'll get him maybe on the next version or something but uh um you know colin obviously he'll probably join us for everyone i would think he's he's kind of our main connection over there and he's a guy that uh, i hold pretty dear to my heart man he's done a lot for our promotion uh you know, even competing a couple times for us, but uh, yeah, those those episodes are really cool. Yeah, it was good. It was, you know, it was fun, man. And I'm I'm always interested to hear other club owners' perspectives and how they're sure. doing things, how they're running things. Like just just connecting with these people. I hope by us connecting with how many club owners have we talked to about this? 20, 30 now? Like it, it's a yeah. ton, right? So yeah. at least we can hopefully gather up some information. I mean, it's been a lot, it's been a lot of the same stuff, but eh, we're getting the information that's out there. That's the important thing. And that's it. You know, it's good for both of us because we train and, and it's good for everybody listening that trains, which I'm yeah. sure is it's in connection. To the people. Too, like talking to people and expanding your network and just you know, you can sit here and, and give positive advice and you can make Instagram posts and you can do all this bullshit. But if you don't lead by example, the proof's not in the pudding. Like, you got to follow up. Be a good person. You know, do what you're going to say. Say what you're going to do. I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but you, you know I'm what I mean. Right? And, yeah. and, and by talking to all these people that are kind of relatively going through the same problems we are when it comes, not more so you, when it comes to, to a club, it's it's important to work together, man. Oh, absolutely. I mean, none of us are competing against each other business-wise. It makes no difference. We're all part of this giant jujitsu family that we all know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. right? There's a, you know, we all share a common interest and, mm -hmm. and like the, I don't know how many other gyms I've been to besides my own, at least a dozen or 20 probably. It's always been a great experience. And I know that all those guys we talked to tonight, we could go to Newfoundland and train with them tomorrow and they're going to get it and they're going to understand what kind of people we are just because we showed up and we rolled. Totally. Mike Sampson. I, I believe it was through Colin actually who, who hooked me up with him. Uh, but when I was in St. John's last year, I was supposed to go when I was over there on a tour, uh, I was supposed to end up going and, and he was just such a nice guy. Ah, oh, come on, come on. And I just never, you know, obviously I won't get into it. Why I didn't, didn't make it, but uh, uh, screw you old lady. But, uh, <laughs> No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, I, w I wish I did get a chance. I, it would be fun to do an event over there. I really think. Uh, oh, I would. I would just absolutely love that. So we'll see. I like that. I like Newfoundland versus Nova Scotia, man. Let's let's see what you guys got. Blue belt right. up. Be, you know, throw the throw the throw the old. Uh, yeah, man. Trailer on the ferry. So next rent, year. rent an old uh, school bus. Drive the Nova Scotia team over. <laughs> yeah, got our soccer jerseys on. Hell yeah, bud. Hell yeah. Love drive, over, drive home with our geese on. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your bag of soap. Here's your. Yeah. So uh, for anybody who is, is wondering as well about uh, John, big day today for Fight League Atlantic. Yeah, well, I mean, good day for progress. We got our reopen plan submitted, um, which means. Really, nothing more than we've put a ton of hours into a plan. <laughs> but still, it's a it's a, yeah. it's a pretty big step. 
it's a huge step in it and it's yeah. the first one that needs to happen um and probably the most difficult one as far as all the thought and time that had to go into that so yeah man let's hope we get some good news in a few days and we can put a solid date out and man like the the amount of guys we've been talking to already and the, and the just the interest the overwhelming interest and and support i think that whatever rules are imposed upon us we're going to be able to pull something off no question before September. Ugh, I can't, I don't want to overpromise, but <laughs> no, it's true. It's yeah. you just never know what's going to come here, but it also was good news today that hockey, Nova Scotia, they're going to, yeah. the high level teams are going to start practicing in August. So, Hey, you know, we, like I said, there, there shouldn't be much difference for us and them. And, uh, no. if they, I, can, I, whatever. Man, if they approve our plan, I think it'll work really well. The plan you did a, a fine job good teamwork but you had a a huge part of that and and uh, made it look you make everything look really good john but uh you hey, made man, that presentation is 90 percent of the sale right you got her you got her yeah. it's, all, it's all uh it's all plagiarism but uh there you go hubert <laughs> yeah no, that, was, that was a nice like 15 hours of work man <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. stupid Un unpaid it better pay it off yeah well it better pay off down the road that's all i'm saying <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's no, it was a good day. I think it's a huge step for us and yeah. Yeah. That's all we can do, man. See where we're at and uh, yeah. Start moving apparel ahead again now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, so, that's good. We're anyway. uh, we're off to tomorrow, folks. Again, uh, happy candidate, everybody out there. And uh, thanks yeah, to everybody working on the front lines to get us to this point. I have some nurse friends and uh, I don't have any doctor friends. Shocker. But uh, I do have some nurse friends, and I love you lots, and, and thanks for what you've been doing. Um, but, yeah, we're off tomorrow night, John. Back Thursday night with a Datsusara episode. Cool. So, Very yeah, cool. we got a few of their episode, uh, a few of their athletes, and uh, the co-owner of uh, Datsusara will be on. And then Friday night, uh, Friday during the afternoon, it'll be 4 o'clock episode on Friday with uh, Kyle Prepolik, uh from Ontario and someone else. Right on. Yeah. Sounds good to me, man. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Happy Canada, everybody. All right. See you. Hey, Folks, if you can be anything in this world, be kind, people. button and as always thanks to our friends we'll see you tomorrow